Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to this weekly Torah study from New Beginnings Church in Bedford, Texas, taught by Pastor Scott Sigmund. We pray this message will help you better understand how God's Old Testament wisdom and New Testament revelation are meant to jointly fit together. I get to be here this morning, but I'm flying to Europe tonight. Uh, I'm excited. Um, I'm going to be spending a couple of weeks in Europe with my son, Gabriel. Gabriel has brought us um, a lot of joy lately. You know, he's a young kid. He's 16. He actually just won uh, not about a month ago. He won uh, second place, one of his arts. He's all into arts, designing. And he won second place in the state of Texas. Yeah, to God be the glory. Uh, he's an A-plus student all the way through, you know. His, his GPA is very impressive. And, and I've always promised him that when he turned 16, we would go together on a backpack experience, adventure, which I'm going to Europe today. We're going to do eight countries in 15 days. Yeah, and we're literally doing a backpack experience. I'm literally just taking my backpack. So pray for me because, you know, I'm not young as he is. I just pray that I find favor in the, in the beds that I sleep, you know, because I'm a 300-pound guy. So, But I'm really excited, you know. I believe in, in, in making memories. Amen. You know, I tell my kids, and sometimes we talk, me and my wife, it's more than have big houses, nice cars. You know, it's about enjoying life. Sometimes we work so hard and we want to build this and we want, and, and nothing wrong with that. Listen, you want to live a legacy, you want to live something for your kids, but enjoy the moment too. <laughs> you know, because here in America, there's this thing about working, 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 building, 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 and, and, and having money. And guess before you know it, you're gone. And then what? You didn't enjoy. <laughs> you know, so I'm big about making memories with my family. So I'm really excited that I get to go with my son. It's just a father-son's trip. So just be in prayer for me and my family who's going to stay behind my wife and my other two kids. But I'm excited. And I'm excited to be here and teach today the Torah portion number 33. I want you to open your Bibles with me in the book of Leviticus. And if I say something or I mispronounce something, I promise you I'm not cussing you. It's just the way it is when you speak more than one language. Excuse me. Look at me showing off. I just got to say this because, you know, sometimes I I mispronounce words and people, what is he saying? You know, I'm going to tell you just are you are we on? We're good. I'm just going to tell you um, I'm excited today. How many of you enjoy life? Life is fun. Life with God, it's amazing, right? When you have God, even in the midst of everything that's happening right now, we can still enjoy life. You know, we we go through a situation. we, we, We face sometimes sickness. But when we have God, we know life at the end of the day, it's fun. Because he will walk us through any situation that we have to face. He would never forsake us. But in the word life, there's something that's very important. Within the word life, there's something that says if. Life. L-I-F-E. 
if. And that such a small word, sometimes we don't pay attention to it. Especially nowadays. We are living in a world that people are compromising the word of God. Listen, we are under the New Testament. We are under grace. But that's, that does not cancel the Old Testament. That does not cancel the laws. That does not cancel following Jesus, being obedient to his word, and, and doing the things. People are living a life right now that I can do anything and I'm still saved. Oh, I can, I can have a boyfriend even being a boy. <laughs> and, and, and it's all about his grace. No, that's not how it goes. I enjoy life, but within that word life, there is the word if. Leviticus 26, verse 3 to 27. We're just going to read one of them. And then also verse 34. It says this. If you will walk with my laws and observe my commandments and keep them, I will provide your rains in their proper times and the land will give you give its produce. And the trees of the fields will bear their fruit. Amen? If you will walk with my laws and observe my commandments. Listen, majority of instance, the promises of God are conditional. And we have to understand that. It's not a, I'm just going to live my life and I'm under grace and it is what it is. No, if... Abundance, increase, and blessings are virtually always based on if. It's so important for us to understand this. If we follow God's principle and guidelines, it will lead us into his blessings. How many of you want to be, live a life of blessings? I want to live a life of blessings. It's the spiritual principle of cause and effect or what we call the seed sowing principle. What we sow, what happens? Exactly. What we sow, we reap. And people are not looking like that no more. They're not living their lives no more like that. They're just sowing. And that principle, it's so important. Your choices, your actions are like seeds. And we got to remember that. It's our decisions. If our decisions are Bible-based decisions then God's promises will follow us how many of you believe that if our decisions are bible if our decisions are bible based you know God will bring blessings into our lives that's just how it is but on the flip side you know it's also true that if we don't live our word we don't live our lives according to God's word guess what you will reap what curses it's just the way it is you know if your choices and actions continually to go against the guidelines of guidelines of God's will, you know, it will bring curses and penalties of sin. It's just the way it is. Many Christians they reject the idea the idea of curses. There's a lot of Christians. The preaching out there, you know, I look at my, my kids, they listen sometimes to, um, which I told them, listen, slow down. But I, but they listen to, uh, what's that, young kid? Um, um, I'm just sorry. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber is trying to be a Christian. And I believe he's trying hard, actually. You know? 
And he has some people that are discipling him, some pastors. But the way he's getting discipled, it doesn't really match what the word of God says. Because at the same time, he's singing songs about God. And, and my kids will be like, wow, look at him, dad. He's, he's becoming a Christian. I say, well, he's trying. He's trying. And who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? I'm not a judge. Please hear me out. Who knows? We're going to have a lot of surprises in heaven. How many of you believe that? I mean, people that we thought, man, you would be in hell now. They're here because God is a God of mercy, right? And then those that were so holy, walking in righteousness, or at least it looks like they're walking in righteousness, they'll be in hell. <laughs> you know, we will have surprises. I'm not judging Justin Bieber, okay? Please. But listen, how in the world can you sing about God and the next day you're smoking weed and then you're putting out a video that has a bunch of prostitution on it? How can that light and dark does not match? You can't have light and darkness together, you know? So whether you like it or not, believe it or not, you are under the ironclad law of sowing and reaping. It's just the way it is. But if, it's such a small word, but if, it's such a small word that has a big implication in our lives. There's a TV commercial from uh, my, MetLife. How many of you heard of MetLife Insurance? They say this. Their slogan is this. Buy our insurance for the if in life. Buy our insurance for the if in life. How many of you know what's going to happen in the next 30 seconds? Two months ago, I just saw it on the news this morning, that two months ago they did a, a... uh, what do you call it? A, a like a rehearsal type of thing uh, inside the schools to active shooting drill, a drill inside the schools. Who would have ever thought? They thought of if, if before you know it, it happened. Life is full of surprises, and the rain falls in the just. It's just the way it is. The cool thing is that when we have God, we don't have to be concerned about the things that will happen in our lives. Because at the end of the day, like my pastor always says, I read the end of the book. And we have the victory. You have the victory. You are more than conqueror in Jesus' name. We know who we serve. We know who we serve. You know, this MetLife commercial you know the slogan it goes so well with this teaching today because life in god life serving god does have a lots of ifs does have a lots of if if we do the things god's way even if we don't fully understand listen to this even if we don't fully understand what will follow it's blessings and rewards obedience (laughs) it's simple People don't want to obey no more. People are losing, people are lacking respect. I'm 43. I'm at an age that I'm not too old and I'm not too young, right? I'm like midlife, right? I know how to honor the older and I know how to honor the younger. Because a lot of times the older, they've been through a lot, but now it's a different 
it's a different year. It's a different century. Things has changed. And, and we have to have open minds sometimes. But that does not compromise the word of God. There's foundation that has been placed that we must not compromise. What people are seeing right now is people compromising the word of God. You know, doing things completely their way. No, the word of God has if, 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 if. We see that in the New Testament. Jesus actually puts it out as uh, trivialized. Even the smallest, smallest items in God's law. And you will only have trivialized yourself. But take it seriously. Show the way for others. And you will find honor in the kingdom. Amen. Unless you do far better than the Pharisees in the matters of the right living. Okay? You won't know the first thing about entering the kingdom of God. Matthew chapter 5, New Testament. Jesus said, if... <laughs> You know, Matthew chapter 5, verse 19 and 20. This scripture is another way to explain the if concept. If we talk all of God's word, if we take all of God's word seriously, God will honor you. Favor will be on you. Blessings will be abundantly over you. Being willing and obedient to his guidelines, principles and laws is not being legalistic. Okay? There's a confusion there. Walk away from legalism. Walk away from religion. I'm not a religious guy. I'm not about religion either. I'm about an intimate relationship with my Lord and Savior. I'm about waking up in the morning saying, Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Lord. And as my, my pastor is always saying, what is it that you are doing around the world that I can join in today? We are so selfish sometimes that we want to do our own things. Listen, doing our own thing, it won't take us nowhere. <laughs> you know, God wants to bring us home, but before we go home, he wants to prosper us on earth. You know, and how do he prosper us on earth? By us saying, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Guide my steps. I want to be in the center of your will. You know, a lot of times we want to go right. We want to go left. We look back. Listen, God is just saying, just relax. Be in the center of my will. You know, I tell people all the time when we go to mission trips, you know, people are like, how can I afford it to pay $3,000, $5,000? Did I tell you guys when me and my wife, we went to Japan? I don't know if I had the opportunity to share this, but I, I, was, um, I was heading a mission trip uh, from Christ for the Nations to Japan. You know, people look at me and say, why Japan? And Japan, they don't need any social work. Exactly, they do not need social work. They have everything. There's no crimes in Japan. You know, it's an amazing country. But guess what? They need Jesus. Less than 1% of them are Christians. Less than 1% of the population are Christians. Crazy. But then I, I, I told my wife, listen, I'm going to be leading this group. My wife looks at me and says, hey, I want to go. And I want to take all of our kids. I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> You know how much it's going to cost for us to go to Japan? At that time, I was working for Christ for the Nations, a real missionary, making little money. Oh, man, working five jobs to make through life, you know? Listen, if you don't do these things, if you don't go through these things, you don't value life. 
You know, when things are so easy, that comes so easy at you, you just like take for granted. You know, and I'm so glad that I've been through so many different situations that today I have a powerful gospel that I can preach about it because I've seen it in my own life. Because when you face a tribulation, when you go through something and then you come out on the other side, you know that if my people who calls by my name, oh, will humble themselves and ask forgiveness of their sins, I will come from heaven and bless them. That's the word of God. Listen, that's just how it is. So I told my wife, there's no way. She said, would you just believe with me, men of little faith? All right, let's do this. So we pray about it, and I decided to do something on Facebook, on social media. I created this post board. Is that how you say it? Like kind of a, a, a bingo board. I, I took it was it was going to cost us ten thousand dollars to take the whole family. I had zero dollars in the bank. So what I did was I took that $10,000 and split it into different numbers so people could just donate and I will mark down every time somebody would donate that number. So if it's $100, I will mark down that $100. And then I will go on social media. I mean, people saw these posts like almost every day. My family standing with that postcard, post board, you know, hey, we just got $100. Look, we checked $100. We don't need no more $10,000. We need $9,900 right now. Who is the next? Oh, who's the next? Bingo, 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 bingo. You know, we did it. In two months and 10 days, we were able to come up with $10,000. Listen, if God calls you, he will provide. He will give you wisdom. He will give you understanding. He will walk you through the situation so you are able to come out on the other side. It doesn't matter if doors are closing on you it doesn't matter if people are turning their back on you it doesn't matter what they're saying about you what matters is what god says about you what matter is what god thinks about you and what matter is what he wants for your life it doesn't matter we were able to take my whole family we went into a nation where kids are fatherless these guys are working you know, I, I have a family that they, they're starting to come here now. We, I met them in Japan, and they're going to Christ for the Nations, and they're starting to come here now. And he was telling me he used to work 11 hours a day, six days a week, and not making a lot of money. And then we're here in America complaining. People in Brazil, they walk three hours to go to church. They take three buses sometimes to go to church. And we have an AC in our car. If, if, if you're lazy, <laughs> listen, God ain't going to do nothing. God, God is not going to do nothing for you. You know what happens a lot of times? We want to just sit back. I, I used to hear this statement a lot. Sometimes this one guy, I would get so annoyed by hearing this statement. Oh, I just sit back and watch God do his thing. I wanted to punch him in the face. I'm sorry. That was my flesh. And I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? No, you do your part. If you do your part, I will do my part. That's what God says. You do what you are able to do in the natural. And then when there's nothing else you can do in the natural, he acts in the supernatural. We got to understand that. It's so important. In the New Testament, we find a lot of ifs. Matthew 6, 14. If you forgive men their sins, but if not, verse 15. <laughs> 
You see what I'm saying? In the New Testament, Matthew 6, 30 to 33 says, if you seek first, if, 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 I love it. If, 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 if you seek first the kingdom of God, if you seek first the kingdom of God, Seek first the kingdom of God. We're going after the things that does not glorify God. Seek first the kingdom of God and you will see what will happen in your life. If Luke 17, 6 says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed. How many of you have seen a mustard seed before? It's tiny. I'm like, no, it's tiny. But if you have faith... Oh, pastor, I can't do it no more. But if you have faith as the size of a mustard seed, I will move mountains on your behalf. I will do whatever it takes. You know, we've been praying. Me and my family. And when I say these things, guys, I'm not here to rob in anyone's face because we're humans, okay? But I made commitment to the Lord that me and my house will serve the Lord. So every night, I used to go and pray for my kids in their room while they were sleeping. And then my mom was the one that told me, Warner, so you got to change this. You got to make sure that you pray with your kids before they go to sleep. So they see you praying. I was like, okay, let's do this. So we started, and now we got on the habit. It's good to have a habit of praying. (laughs) You know, even if it's a minute, but pray. (laughs) You know, so we got in the habit after 21 days becomes a habit. Let me just remind you this. Okay. Of praying before they go to sleep every day as a family. All five of us. Now we have my mom there. So it's six of us. And sometimes we're just so tired, but we don't go to bed before we pray. When I'm really tired, I just get Luca to pray for. (laughs) I'm like, I'm so tired. Luca, go ahead and pray. He's like, father. He's like, he sings a song. Uh, He does like his prayer in in a song. I'm like, thank you, Jesus, like 30 seconds. When I'm really tired, we got to go to sleep, you know. But we prayed. That's what matters, you know. (laughs) But but let me say that we've been praying for this lady, Debbie Titus. How many of you heard of Debbie Titus? She uh, is fighting cancer right now. You know, and the cool thing is that here in our congregation, we've seen Pastor Tis. Pastor Nancy, we've seen so many Yvonne in Jesus' name, you know. We've seen miracles after miracles. We've seen your wife. Uh, uh, she was in the hospital and then God brought her back. You know, we've seen miracles. This is a season of miracles, I'll tell you. This is a season of miracles. And we've been praying every night. So if we know that you're facing something, we'll put your name there. And like there was a situation here with a member of our church. Mr. Randy and, and, and Gay, uh, Luca hears his name. So if we forget, Luca reminds me. You know, because sometimes we just like, we're praying like, pray for Mr. Randy, daddy. You know, so we've been praying for, for uh, Pastor Davi for a while now. And she will, she, she's fighting cancer. And, and the cancer ended up spreading throughout her body. And she was doing chemo. And she came to the conclusion of doing this. I don't want chemo no more because it's actually killing my body. And this is a personal decision. That's you and God. (laughs) We can't say don't do this or that, you know. This is something that you pray to God and if that's what God wants you to do. But she felt like she wasn't supposed to say, you know what, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to live it to its fullest. Is that how you say it? Damn, my English is getting better. 
I'm going to live it to its fullest. And guess what? I'm just going to do God's work. And I'm just going to trust him. I spoke, I, spoke to her, I spoke to her daughter this past Friday. She went to the doctor on Friday. And the doctor told her, listen, I don't need to see you for at least two more months. Because I don't know what you're doing. But what I'm seeing here is this. No chemo for you, it's better. <laughs> so whatever you're doing, just keep doing. That's the God that we serve. You know, if, if God tells you don't do something, don't do it. You know, but make sure that you are in tune with his Holy Spirit so you can hear his word. How many times I've seen students, I used to work for Christ for Nations. I was the, I was Saul. You know, I would come after these guys for their finances. They would come into my office and I would tell them, listen, man, you owe so much money. I would ask them, have you heard God telling you to come here? Because if God told you, To come here, he will come through for you. That means I'm going to give you 24 hours. We're going to pray together. You owe $4,500. I'm like, how do you get $4,500 a student Bible college in 24 hours? They will look at me like, uh, but I say, if you heard God, he's no man that he will change his word. He will come through for you. So many times I've seen. Miracles after miracles. People will go to the finance window and say, I just want to bless somebody. And that name will come up. <laughs> and then that $4,500 will be paid. But a lot of times too, I saw students having to go. So make sure that you are in tune with God's voice. The Holy Spirit. So you don't miss out. That's so important. Reality of life is this. That there are so many ifs. And nowadays, nowadays, this time that we're living our lives, there's a lot of ifs controlling our destinies. It's so important that we are careful with our ifs. These ifs manifest through choices, good choices or bad choices, or not, or, or not choice at all. I have come to intersections in my life that I had to make a choice. Do I go right? Do I go left? Do I keep going straight? Or do I go reverse? But I had to make a choice. Good choice, bad choice, or no choice will hurt you. Our actions or inactions contributes greatly to our future and success. It's what makes the Christian life and the many decisions that come with it such a great adventure. I love adventure to the point that I'm doing a backpack adventure in Europe. I don't want to just put my life in autopilot and just go. No, I like adventure. You know, Prophet Isaiah said this. If you will only obey me, you will eat the good things the land produces. But if you defy me, you are doomed to die. I, the Lord, have spoken. Isaiah 1, 19. How many of you want more of God's best? 
I want more of God's best. You know, Galatians 6 says, don't be deceived. God will not be mocked. You will reap what you sow. Galatians 8 says that as long as men in this world, the laws of seed, time and harvest will be in effect. As long as we are men in this world, laws of seed, time and harvest will be in effect. If you dispute this, you're going against God's word. You know, it is like the law of gravity. How many of you heard of the law of gravity? It works whether you believe it or not. (laughs) It's just the way it is. It works whether you believe it or not. So please don't go, don't be self-deceived to thinking to being exempt from these ifs. You are not exempt from these ifs. You know, it's so important that we catch this. Life, it's fun. But within the word life, there's a little word that's called if. If. If means a conditional promise. Yes, we are under grace. Yes. And that has nothing to do with salvation. Because we cannot do anything to earn salvation. His mercy, His grace. His understanding of our sins. He's an advocate to the point that he said, I'll give you my son and there's nothing you can do to pay for that. There's no if there. But if you want to live an abundant life on earth, there's ifs. (laughs) It has nothing to do with salvation. A lot of times we get caught up in this subject. No, it has nothing. It's like, let me, let me say this. I teach a class called Biblical Finances at Christ for the Nations. And when I tell my students, listen, under the New Testament, you're not obligated to give. Uh, uh, listen to this. Pay attention. Under the New Testament, we're not ob- obligated to give our tithes. They're like, what? Yes, we're not obligated under the New Testament. Okay? But it's a principle <laughs> that started before the law in the Old Testament. Melchizedek. How many of you remember Abraham and Melchizedek? It's a principle that has been stated by God. So if you want to be blessed, give your tithes. If you want to be blessed, give your first fruits. We don't have to change anything because Jesus came to fulfill the law, not to change the law. You know? So I tell this, I start by saying, you don't have to give your tithes. They're like, what? They're getting a stone to throw on me. No, you do have to give your tithes because it's a principle. It's not a law. (laughs) Listen, we are not cut up in legalism. Legalism. We're not cut up in religion. We are cut up in a very intense relationship with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the I Am, the one that it's called Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the lily of the valleys, the one that will never forsake you, the one that if you understand His if, He will always be there for you. That's a great rabbi, Rash. And he he says this. What is it? Rashi. Rashi? Oh, thank you. Rashi. Rashi. It's like speaking in tongues. Rashi. (laughs) Don't be making fun of my Hebrew words. He says this. Walk with my laws. Means we must toil and labor in the Torah. 
Okay? Here's a pretty amazing insight from one of the greatest ever. He says this, if you do not toil and do not study, you will not observe the laws. Then you will regress to despise others who perform the commandments. Okay? Then you will hate Torah scholars. Then you will prevent others from fulfilling. Then you will deny that I commanded them, God, until you eventually reject belief in God. You know, there's a lot of scholars that they are atheists. Because they want to go so deep. And and, and this is very important that we understand this. There's mysteries in the word of God that are not being revealed to us. And don't try to get that revelation. If you try it, let me know so I can slap you. (laughs) Because these are mysteries of God. And these guys, sometimes these scholars, they try to go so deep that they start unbelieving God. Not believing God. Crazy. But you got to understand one thing. It's important that you understand that we're not here teaching, again, religious, religion. The aim, excuse me, the aim of returning to our Jewish roots, the study of the Torah... And obeying God's law is not to make a person a religious person. Okay? Holier than da. No. Self-righteousness or legalistic. That's not why we learn our, or we go back to our Jewish roots. You know? And we're not teaching this is the only way to salvation. No. I told you guys before. There's nothing we can do for salvation. This is only accomplished through Jesus, salvation, okay? But when you study the Torah, you understand and go by the standards and guidelines, you become a better citizen of heaven. We are not citizens of this world. I have a Brazilian passport. Look at y'all looking, trying to call immigration on me right now. But I'm also American. I have a U.S. citizenship. I have a, a U.S. passport. But I have a greater passport. <laughs> that was bought by a high price. <laughs> a blood that was shed on the cross more than two years ago. And if I follow him, if I obey his commands, if I give my all to him, if I say, here I am, Lord, use me, take me to the places where no one wants to go, take me to serve those that are being, uh, they're being forsaken by men. Father, if we do this, he gives me the passport of citizen of heaven. <laughs> Oh, there's no greater passport than being a citizen of heaven. Is there any citizens of heaven here today? Oh, abundant life. Salvation is one thing. But now, if you will have abundant life. (laughs) It is not all grace which many believers believe. It's not all grace. Wrong. Listen, we have to partner with God. We have to obey God. We have to act on His Word. But you must know His Word. Hosea's 4, 6 says what? People are perishing. So you got to act on His Word. 
the Lord doesn't make us to do it. You know how cool it is? That he. Can I come in? Bah! I open the door wide open. This is a big door right here. Huh? <laughs> this is a big door. There's a lot of space here. <laughs> you know, I open the door and he comes in. <laughs> He's not an intrusive. If he gives us the, he gives us the, the, the power of decision. I have the power to say yes or no. We have free will. If we choose to apply the right concepts and principles to the issues, situations, and opportunities in life, God says it will lead to life. One of the biggest challenges that any Christians face, it's an obstacle of spiritual growth. It has to become a natural tendency to hear God. It has to become a natural tendency to follow His leads. You cannot make choices. The last time I made a choice without consulting my wife, I slept in the couch for a week. We were newlyweds. I had a brand new uh, Volkswagen GTI. Remember that, Pablo? Newlywed. One day she's working. I'm off. I used to work in banking. So I would get all the federal holidays off and she's working. And then I go to BMW because I wanted to do the, I wanted to do a test drive. I was just doing a test drive. I walk into that dealership and the guy looked at me and said, man, come on. You think people will respect you with that GTI? It was a brand new GTI. <laughs> Listen, don't worry about what others think of you. Amen. Your identity, it's in Christ. <laughs> I was young still, you know. I wanted to impress. So he said, nobody's going to respect you with that GTI. Try this. And then I tried this 325, 2004. We, we got married in 2003. 2004, BMW 325i. Woo, it was a dream come true. He say, what if I sign you in today into that Beamer? How much are you paying for your car right now? I don't remember what I was paying. Say, what if I sign you in and you're only paying $25 more? I say, let's do it. I don't have to consult my wife. $25, she's not going to complain about that. I show up. We used to live in a high rise. I parked the car in front of the building. I said, baby, I have a surprise for you. <laughs> She came out to the balcony. I said, where, 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 where? I said, right there. Ooh, shining wheels. <laughs> It was so beautiful, that Beamer. She looked and she said, what? Ah! <laughs> you didn't consult me. <laughs> We're not talking no more for a whole week. She was mad. Guess what? If you have to do something in life, consult God. <laughs> If you have to buy a house, consult God. Don't, you don't have to consult pastor here. There are churches where they're preaching that, oh, you have to consult pastor for everything. No. <laughs> There's one person that you must consult, God. <laughs> 
That's the one that you must consult God. If, if, if. Jesus gave us a powerful principle that ties in so well with today's study. He said, a good man out of the good, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasures brings forth evil things. When we don't give our fruits, first fruits, when we don't give our tithes, when we don't give our, you know, tithes are not only financially. Tides, let me make a commercial here. Commercial time. Super Bowl. <laughs> Break time. Tides could also be with your time. And we need people to serve in the homeless outreach, by the way. <laughs> time is with your time. Tide is with your time. Tide is also when you serve somebody. It's when you care about people. It's when you're not seen through color or race. Because there's no such a thing as white DNA, black DNA, Hispanic DNA. There's a human DNA. That's it. Tied is when you love one another too. And you serve that person. God would honor you. God will bless you. Man, we've got five minutes. The Lord is showing us that as we build this reserver of wisdom. Is that how you say the reserver? Say it. Reservoir. I just speak in tongues when I don't know. Reservoir of wisdom. Okay, and knowledge. From God's word, it will result in good things. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Let me give you, and we're going to finish in the next five minutes. Let me give you this. Here are just a few things that are important choices that you can make. The choice of who you hang around with. That would dictate your ifs. My father, you know, my parents got divorced. So he was a pastor of a big church in Brazil. I was raised as a, a, a PK. Never thought my parents would divorce one day. Unfortunately, they got divorced, you know. But I got, I, I, I've learned good principles from my dad. And there's one thing that he taught me. He said, Wanderson, as you grow up, always walk with people. Be around people that are, Higher level than you. Better people than you. Because if you are with people that are in the same level as you, you will remain there. If you are with people that are here, they're going to pull you down. But if you are with people that are here, they're going to pull you up. I love our pastor. We went play golf the other day. And I, I'm telling you, I'm terrible. And he would look at me, are oh, you doing great? You're doing great. I got a pastor, come up, pastor. I said, I felt so good because he's such a positive man, you know. He like he sees the future, and I kept receiving that. Come on, I'm doing great. One day I'm gonna do great, you know. <laughs> Gabe looked at me. I was all dressed up like a professional golfer. He's like, Daddy, you're such a poser. You're such a poser, you know. But Pastor kept saying, No, you're doing great. Listen, walk with people that will be people 
that encourages you, speaks good words over your life. Be circulated or circle yourself with people that will speak life. Walk away from people that negative, that hate you. Punch them in the face. No, in, no, 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 no. Don't do that. You can think about it. <laughs> Listen, you can think about it because let me, let me teach you something here. What goes in here, the devil doesn't know. When you verbalize this, that's when he takes a hold of it. So sometimes I punch people in here. <laughs> Just in here, guys. Second thing, very important. The choice of how we spend our time. How are you spending your time? The other day I told Papa, Pablo, we, I mean, we hear so much tragedy and Pablo said, yeah, but we got to be, uh, we, we also, I told Pablo, man, we got to, sometimes I just want to turn off the, the news. But at the same time, Pablo said, yeah, uh, we got to be very careful with the things that we're hearing. But at the same time, we have to be informed of what's going around too. You know, we, the Bible says we have to be wise as what? As a serpent. You know, well, we got to know what's, you know, you, you go to a place, you got to know your surroundings. I'm just like, uh, in Brazil, in Brazil, we don't stop a traffic light after 8 p.m. We stop, we look, and we go through. You got to be aware of your surroundings. It's just the way it is. You know, in Brazil, we're going into our, our car garage. We drive around first to make sure there's nobody around. Be wise as the serpent. We live in the world. We're not from this world, but we live in the world. And the devil is living the world, and he kills, still, and destroys. So we got to be wise. We're sons of God. But the choice of how we spend our time. How are you spending your time? And the things that glorifies God or the things that pushes you away from God? The choice of what media will, let, will influence your life. Okay? I'm running now. The choice of how we react to challenges that come against us. How are you reacting? We all have different ways of reacting. Women, <laughs> guys are like, nah, I, I react like, ah, a little girl sometimes. Probably always laughs at me because everything that happens, I'm like, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. I'm like calling the name of Jesus. Oh, let the blood of Jesus cover me. You know, we all react different. But listen, react according to the Bible. Knowing that God is in control of everything. And be addicted to Jesus. What are five signs that shows that you are addicted to Jesus? You love the Bible. You have a prayer life. You love being with God's people. Fellowship. COVID came to destroy fellowship. You know? I'm so glad that we don't have to wear a mask here no more. I'm so glad that we get to do fellowship again. And listen, find a life group. I'm telling you, find a life group. Uh, uh, yesterday, there was a group of uh, um, brothers and sisters from our church that went to do evangelism. Fifteen of them. And what I heard from Cowboy Dave is that it's more than just going out there. It's the fellowship that he's enjoying. The fun to be with those that we love and be there. Listen, how you know that you are addicted to Jesus? When you are among people that loves God. <laughs> how do you know that you are addicted to Jesus? When you resist sin, the devil. <laughs> 
and when you invest time and resources in yourself and others. Remember, life is full of if. Life, L, I, F, if, E. Your ifs will dictate your future. I love you guys. Lord, we honor you. We thank you. We bless you. We thank you for this time of fellowship and, 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 and the teaching of your word. Thank you for what you're about to do today, Father. We pray in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Love you guys.